We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Kate and Abby Show. This is episode 17. Welcome back. Um, we are going to be talking about more of a lifestyle-ish topic today, um, but also incorporating the writing process, creative process, and just being a creative entrepreneur in general. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to get into it. So uh, we're going to be talking about the importance of taking breaks and finding your inspiration and being open to inspiration. Yeah, because as I like to say um, on my here on my channel, if you're watching on YouTube, you're on my YouTube channel, <clears throat> but otherwise on my YouTube channel and on my blog and everywhere else, I always talk about, and me and Abby have had huge discussions about the fact that how you live every other area of your life is going to affect your creativity. It's going to affect your overall happiness. Happiness has to come first. So we talk about this concept all the time. I actually just recently wrote a blog post about it over on my blog, Here to Create blog. Um, I think it's called um, Unplugging to Find Connection or something like that. If you want to check it out, feel free. But basically, I talked about what we're going to be talking about today is the fact that <clears throat> you can't just work all the time, even if you enjoy working. And expect to always feel inspired and uplifted and ready to create. That you actually have to be tending to um, taking care of yourself, body, mind, and spirit in every other area of your life in order to foster that creativity that's going to spill over into a book or into a film or into whatever type of project you're working on. You have to be fostering that in other areas of your life. So I, I jotted down on, on this notebook over here, um, the taking a break lifestyle, because we're not just talking about, oh, you know, go on a vacation <laughs> once a year and get away from your work. We're talking about incorporating this into your lifestyle so that you are constantly, consciously and intentionally living. And by that, I mean, paying attention and becoming aware of your work ethic. Are you working like every single day without ever stopping? And um, is that becoming a toxic loop that's actually causing you to feel feelings of burnout, etc.? I think a lot of that comes from not giving ourselves a break. Yeah. So that's what we're delving into today is <clears throat> how can we analyze our work ethic and get better about this? Yeah. So um, what are some things that you physically implement or um, have to remind yourself to implement um, either every week or every month or every day even um, right. to, to kind of reconnect with that inspiration? Um, well, for me, I have, I feel like I fall into the trap often of feeling like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Oh, I'm not doing enough. And that idea comes from, in my opinion, culture and society and this hustle um, concept. Not that there's anything wrong with getting things done. 
And so if you're using the word hustle to describe you avidly working towards something, that's fine. But it it has sort of in uh, there's a general atmosphere around it of this like work, 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 and that your whole life's wrapped up in that when it should not be. So I try to first of all become aware of what am I actually doing? Is it making a difference? Is it making an impact? Am I getting the things that I need to get done done? And then am I adding things on on top of that that are superfluous and I'm giving myself like false deadlines, artificially imposed, self-imposed deadlines for, oh, I need to do all this stuff, but I don't really. And I think entrepreneurs especially struggle with this because they don't have... They're their own boss. As an entrepreneur, you're your own boss. You have to figure this stuff out for yourself because you don't just have a work assignment and then when you're done, you're done. You can always push that barrier out further and further and further so that you're never done working. So I think the first step in breaking that cycle is becoming aware of whether or not you're doing that Mm -hmm. and taking a step back to see, am I doing that? Am I getting to the point where I'm I, I am accomplishing the things I need to get done. But beyond that, I keep pushing this barrier further and further and further out. And so I'm always working. I'm always in front of my computer. I'm eating meals in front of my computer. Mm. Yeah. And that's really like a process of self-observation yeah. and self-discovery. Um, one of the things that I find really helpful for self-discovery and kind of pulling back and, and observing what you're doing and how you're feeling is to journal. Um, and I almost, almost exclusively use that for self-observation because it is incredibly hard for me to, um, like even look at what I'm doing or what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. Like I can't even really recognize it until I write it down. It's kind of weird. Um, but once I write it down and I start writing, you know, if I write several days in a row or I feel like, journaling, whenever I feel like journaling, I start journaling. And by journal, I mean, I don't think really clearly about what I'm going to write before I write it. I just write and like kind of brain dump, usually like set a timer for 15 minutes and just, I'm going to write for 15 minutes. And when the timer rings, I'm done. And I'm just going to brain dump exactly how I feel right now. Um, and that's an interesting idea to do the timer. Yeah. And, uh, cause it kind of just keeps you writing, like don't stop to ruminate on anything that you've been writing, like just write. And, That's such a, what I usually do is I immediately close the notebook and walk away. I don't sit there, ruminate on what I've just written. I come back later and when I'm in more of a objective frame of mind, look at the previous entries and see what they have in common and see what's coming up. Um, If something's coming up over and over again of like, I feel like I don't have any time. I feel like I never have time to do what I love to do. I feel like I never have free time. I feel drained. I feel uninspired, burnt out, whatever. Um, Just paying attention to the words that you use to describe your own feelings and your own thoughts Mm -hmm. is I think a really good way to observe yourself and understand what's going on and then take steps to figure out what you need to do to uh, fix that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Self-observation is so important. Journaling's a cool idea to get into that groove if you if you're into like, you know, hey, I love writing and I maybe you already journal. That's a that's a cool idea. Yeah, I think and whatever gets you to pull back and look at what it is you're doing exactly. 
because we're not very self-aware creatures. Sometimes we get stuck into habits that we don't even realize we have. Um, and yeah, if you can, if you can pull back and look at that and see, recognize what those cycles are, if you have trouble doing that, ask someone who's close to you, ask, you know, a, a friend or uh, a parent or a spouse, ask someone who's close to you, ask someone you work with every day. Hey, you know, do I like, am I obsessive about work or, you know, do I work too much? Would What would you call my work ethic? How would you describe it to me? And just see what they say. Let them give you some honest feedback. And if you feel like you can't identify anything you're doing because you're like, oh, I'm so ingrained into doing, you know, X, Y, Z, maybe hearing it from someone else would be helpful. Um, and then I think once you've identified like, yeah, I'm, I'm not giving myself any days off. I'm not giving myself time to do things I love. Like you were saying, if you always feel like I don't have enough time, especially as an entrepreneur, you need to figure out, okay, well, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, because you need to be giving yourself time to become inspired. You can't pour out of an empty cup. If you're trying to create something, whether it's books or videos or films or programs that are going to inspire or encourage anyone in any way, you need to be writing it and creating it from a place where you are inspired or else no one's going to feel that inspiration if you're not even inspired when you're making it. So what inspires you? And I think identify what some of those things are. They're different for everyone. For me, a big, huge inspiration is going out into nature. And, and I think that is actually something that, like, I have a lot of broader views on nature and how I think everyone is connected to nature. So even if you're not someone who would consider yourself an outdoorsy person, I think it can be extremely helpful. <laughs> Happy raises her hand. Um, it can be really helpful to identify, like, what are some things that I could do outside? Even if it's sitting in your yard and having a cup of tea, or if it's going for a walk in a park, being outside is something we were designed to do. Um, we're connected to the earth. There's so, so many benefits to getting outside, even for a little while, breathing fresh air, experiencing the negative ions from plants. It's full of good vibes. Highly recommend it. And try not to be on a phone or on a device while out in nature. Let it be the barrier that disconnects you and puts you into this really realm of what is actually real. So you have plants and life around you. You have all this good energy. You don't have the like toxic vibes of social media and constant visual and acoustic clutter. Try to get as far away from that as possible and just give yourself time to breathe, like literally breathe and figuratively breathe. We shouldn't have this constant information input. That That's my personal opinion. I don't think it's healthy. I think it's something that has um, only occurred in modern times. Probably the past, what, you know, not even like 50 years or so. Not even, like less than that. Yeah. The past probably 25 years, I would say. Yeah, like, like the internet. Yeah. 25 years, I think. <clears throat> right. So exactly. So the past 25 years, we've had this like being inundated with constant updates about not only the news and events, but also every single person that whether we know them or not. And it doesn't seem normal to have so much information input. I don't think that it's healthy. 
That's just my personal view. So try to distance yourself from that and get around nature. Get around nature. Get Go on a hike. Go, go climbing. Go, you know, surfing. Be on the beach. Go for a walk. Go for a jog. Do something that gets you out into fresh air and give yourself time to think. Yeah. I agree. That's There's definitely so many benefits from that. Um, I think a thing that may pop up in people's heads as they're listening to this and as they've thought about this in the past is like, oh, I'd love to do all those things, but I don't have time to do them. I'm too busy to do them. Right. Um, to which I would recommend revolutionizing the way you look at time and the way you um, schedule your life. So I'm super into time management and productivity. It's something I'm, I really dig. Um, but I've really gotten into, um, over the past few years, gotten into calendar blocking. And of course, you hear me talk about calendar blocking a lot. But what I love so much about calendar blocking is that you can see how much time you really have in a day once you put in the things that are actually that actually need to happen in a day. And I know you mentioned that when when you're an entrepreneur, uh, you're working from home, you're working for yourself, you are you tend to take on more than you need to. Um, and so we often look at our to-do lists or we write up our to-do lists as like, well, I want to do all these things. I have to do all these things eventually. So I have time. Let's just do the things. And then you pencil in all this stuff and you don't really give yourself any time off. And as long as you always have things to do, those things will always be sliding into your schedule and taking up the time that you may need to regain inspiration and to go outside and do these things and breathe and gather your inspiration and and just find new ideas um explore and be more creative so something that i would highly recommend is looking at what things really need to get done and are urgent like there are important things that you need to do every day that are urgent that are time sensitive that you need to get done but beyond that there are really most of the things you do all day are not time sensitive or urgent. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they yeah. may be important, but they might not be like, I have to do this or else there will be real consequences tomorrow. That's really the question that I ask myself now. Is right. Like, if I don't do this, will there be real consequences tomorrow? Right. And like 99% of the time, at least for me, is no. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not like advocating procrastination. I'm just saying that there are some things you need to get done today and then some things that could wait. And to pile on all the tasks can sometimes be more of a burden and it can do more harm than good because you are draining yourself and burning yourself out and then you're not giving yourself time to gather the energy that you need to um, propel you through those tasks. Um, so I think it's also important to think about how, uh, you need, and en- you need energy for yeah. the things that you do. So gathering the energy is, is important, just as important as feeding yourself or sleeping. You know, we mm-hmm. look at those as essential things. Yeah. So time off should be essential Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need to give your mind a break from whatever it is you're doing. Like going and going and going and going is like the perfect recipe for getting burnt out. And I've talked to so many writers who have asked me about burnt out, burnout as a creative writer and they'll describe to me like what they're doing and I'm like, this is why you feel this way because you can't just go and go and go and go and not stop at all and expect to constantly stay full of creativity and inspiration and zest for what you're working on, you need to take a break and identify what are the things that make me feel happy. And that's really um, very simple. 
fundament things that make you feel fundamentally happy and fulfilled and um really identifying from a spiritual uh whatever you know however that whatever that means to you perspective of what is healthily making you happy is what I'm trying to say things that are good for you that make you happy um and I think that's what true happiness is is what's building you up mind body and spirit and you can really feel the difference yeah like it gives you energy it gives you life and um it makes you want to go (coughs) do great things yeah for sure yeah so what I was positive energy exactly positive energy right so I was kind of trying to mitigate there like oh well what makes me happy is you know laying around all day watching Netflix and eating three containers of ice cream well yeah and no, it doesn't really make you fundamentally happy though. It's it not just gives you a boost of dopamine for a very temporary period of time. So we're not talking about that kind of happiness. I mean, like what are the things that fundamentally make you happy? Like being outdoors maybe or maybe it's, you know, a certain type of like uh, uh activity that you love doing like, you know, um climbing or ice skating or playing tennis. Something like that, that's like something that is completely out of your workspace, that you just love the joy of doing this thing. I think another distinction there, a very subtle difference, um, is, as you were saying that, it occurred to me, is that what with one thing, you are kind of numbing and distracting yourself from life. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then in the other instance, you're being very engaged with life. Right, that's a great point. So like point. getting out in nature, hiking, surfing, skating, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. um, or even spending time with loved ones, um, that's very engaging with life Yeah. versus, you know, uh, treating yourself to comfort foods and yeah. TV all day is kind of retreating from life. Exactly. It's kind of how I see it on, on more of like an emotional level. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like trying to distract yourself from something. Exactly. And it's not gonna it's not gonna give you the same boost of energy and lasting inspiration. Yeah. You know? For sure. It's it's a totally different vibe. You wanna reconnect with with life. Yeah, exactly. So I was just thinking about that earlier, like when people I've heard a lot of people say, you know, oh I'm unplugging from the internet and social media. Which is great. I'm all for that. I talk about that a lot, going off grid. And when I talk about going off grid, I'm not talking about this sense of there's a couple different ways to look at to look at off grid. The 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 old fashioned version was that you're living somewhere off the electrical grid and you're somehow producing your own energy. Nowadays, it's often referred to in the sense that you're unplugging from all the typical day to day stuff. You're probably going camping, maybe, and you're not going to be on digital devices. So. That's a great thing to do if you can do that. But the thing is, is not just it's not just about unplugging from something. It's about connecting to something else, like you were just saying. Don't just unplug and be in in an absence of a thing that you th- found was getting toxic. Yeah, exactly. Or it's too like, much or tiring. It's like a. a being a vegetarian or a vegan and then like all you do is just buy things that don't have meat or dairy in them. Chips don't yeah. have meat in them. It's like I'm a vegan now. I'm yeah. just eating chips and um 
Chips. Uh, chips. <laughs> you know, yeah. And I'm just going to buy gonna highly processed vegetarian foods, yeah. you know. Like it may, it may be eliminating the things that you didn't want to be putting in your body. Right. But it's not necessarily adding anything good exactly. to your life. Yeah. Like I remember way back in the day doing, like this was when I was like a young teenager, doing the raw till four diet. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, I'm going to eat raw foods till four o'clock. And I would just be like, well, I don't really like any raw foods though. So I'm just going to have this banana and another banana and I'm going to wait till four and then I'm just going to eat as much food as I want. (laughs) It's like, it defeats the whole purpose. Right. It defeats the whole purpose because what it was supposed to do was prompt you to try a lot of new raw foods. Not just like, let's starve ourselves and just eat a couple of things we can barely tolerate until we can eat cooked food again. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Yeah, I feel like that's how people treat like hiatus from the internet. Yeah. It's like, well, I'll just starve myself of it and not do anything else and just can't wait till I can get back onto the grid or back onto the internet, back onto social media. Can't wait to re-download the Instagram app. Yeah. And it's like, are you doing anything constructive in the time that you're away from Instagram? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I believe if you do it properly... It becomes a permanent lifestyle, not just a once in a while thing. Yeah. And every it's different for everyone. So uh, when I talk about me, I'm not necessarily saying like, this is the one size fits all. But like for me personally, I do not have any social media apps at all. I manage all my social media from planally on my laptop in a really mindful way. And to check up on friends, to communicate with friends, I always do that via messaging them or emailing them or calling them personally. And I think there's just a lot to be gained by having that more personal interaction rather than just scrolling through a cluttered feed and maybe you'll see what your friend's having for lunch. That's not very personal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that there's anything wrong with visiting their social media pages. I do that sometimes and by going to the exact page so I'm never looking at a feed. But... I I don't have those apps. I'm really mindful with how I go about it. And I've actually, the past couple of months, started um, living without a phone, which it is, I'm not saying that I don't own a phone because I do, but which I just Which is really annoying when I'm trying to call her. And she's like, oh, my phone, I haven't turned on my phone in three days. Yeah, well... My my rule, and this is a little more extreme, but um, I work in a space that has a landline. So I everyone who needs to get in touch with me always knows that number, and they can always reach me. And I sporadically check messenger.com where I just get my curated messages, not any of the other feed of news feed. Um, so that's how people can get in touch with me. And I keep my phone, my cell phone charged and off and there to be used as an actual phone in when, when I go out. And if someone needs to get in touch with me, then I have a mobile phone. Wow. You know, that's kind of like what it was designed for. Now, as I said, I mean, that's kind of like more of, um, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't feel that extreme to me at all, but I think to some people that might seem a little bit more extreme. I think a lot of people don't have landlines anymore. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> so if, if you're someone but, who doesn't have a landline, that's not applicable to you. But I, I know I've, uh, I barely use my phone and I just keep it in the other room. Like it's right. never next to me when I'm writing or working or anything. And I use it for certain apps like recording audio and stuff like that. So I like to have it as a tool 
but yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, that's what I I'm never, saying. Like, is like using media. right, <laughs> using it as a tool, like you said. Yeah, and not. I think a lot of people don't think of it as that. Yeah, they think of it as like a source of entertainment. Yeah, it's like no, this is like a great device that you can check your security cameras and record audio and you know do important stuff on. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. an important tool for important stuff. Period. Right. Exactly. Uh, and and for some some social work, social media work. But um yeah, very rarely do I actually use like the social media apps and stuff, which actually we did a whole episode on digital minimalism, yeah. which it is kind of goes hand in hand with what we're talking about here and that's the first episode of the podcast that we ever made. Definitely go back and check that one out because I think you'd like it if you like this yeah. episode. Um, one other thing I want to touch on is something that I've been sort of changing in my lifestyle lately, which ties into what we're talking about here. And that is really um, exploring and embracing the lifestyle of being a self-employed person Mm. and giving myself a little bit more creative freedom as to what I work on. Uh, So for my work, I have a lot of different things that I get to do. um, And I am very much of the, I very much have like this default mindset of, figuring out like what I should be doing and then like penciling it into my schedule and and going, uh, you know, going really, really hustling on that when I really don't have to do that. (laughs) So I've been taking more of a different approach from it lately um, over the past few weeks of like, what would I like to do? What would I feel inspired to do today? What do I feel inspired to do and work on today? Um, So if that happens to be, as long as there's no like deadline project, like, oh, I have to get a video up tomorrow and it's not ready, then I'll obviously work on that. But if it's something that I could do a multitude of things today, I'm not always going to pick the one that is the most uh, businessy one, for lack right. of a better word. Like I am going to let my, I have been letting my inspiration guide me more. Like yeah. let your inspiration sort of call the shots of like, you could do, you know, a bunch of different things. What do you most feel inspired to work on? And I think that it's a really good way to get into flow or just a state of inspired creation because you're letting your energy go where it wants to, sort of. Yeah. Rather than forcing it in one direction. Yeah. And I often find that when I let that happen, when I let my inspiration just take me where it wants to go, I end up creating so much better and losing track of time and really getting into flow and really just like doing a really excellent job on whatever it is, whether it's uh, whether it's working on a video or writing my book or doing some other thing. Um it's it really propels me into really inspired creation right. and that's something that can't be forced absolutely i think that because you're becoming fully present in yeah. that moment with that one thing and not trying to do multiple things at once or yeah. having things in the background playing right. in the background yeah because it's almost like you're fighting your inspiration yeah otherwise you're like your inspiration is like i want to do this but you're like no we have to do this right and it can be like uh, it can feel like a struggle then exactly mm-hmm. yeah it shouldn't be a struggle no it should not be a struggle it should be something that's joy filled and i think like my last thought is that Try to have a one day a week where you are not working on anything and just take a break. Have a rest day 
where you go and do something that you love, something that brings you joy and fulfillment and helps you to reset. I think that's so important if you can choose one day a week and have that break, have that breather. And that's what's going to fuel your coming week of working on your creative projects. Yeah, 100%. So to, to recap, yeah, give yourself a break and try to pull back and look at what your work ethic is like. Even have someone help you do that. Um, kind of take stock of what it is you're doing and give yourself time to go into nature and recharge or just do something you love. Yeah. And fill yeah. the cup. Yeah, for sure. That's It's so important. Um, definitely a lifestyle thing. Like you said at the beginning, it's, it's a taking a break lifestyle. Exactly. It's a lifestyle. So absolutely tell us below in the comments what you thought of this episode, what you do for your own personal self care. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd love to hear from you. If not, send us a message. If you're listening, check out Abby's YouTube channel. It is youtube.com slash Abby Emmons. And if you want to check out my YouTube channel, if you're listening, it's youtube.com slash Emmons. Be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show if you'd like to support the show. The best way to support us, though, is by sharing the episode with someone who you think it would inspire. We so appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you stay stoked. And rock on.